2: just
3: being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor-Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a without parent. Only in theaters May 17th.
4: Hello, and welcome to Cool People Who Did Cool Stuff. I'm your host, Margaret Kiljoy, and every week I tell you about people that I decide are cool, because I'm apparently the arbiter of cool based on the decisions I made when I named my podcast. Being me, who I decide is cool, usually means rebels and revolutionaries and all of that. And Today, my guest is the one and the only Shireen Lana Younes.
2: That is correct. I am the guest. Thank you.
4: Yeah. You're the host of a bunch of podcasts, including Ethnically Ambiguous and It Could Happen Here. I believe you're the sole host of the latter one. Is that correct? I'm
2: the co-host of... Wait, which one? The latter one? It Could latter, Happen Here. Latter means it's... It Could Happen Here. Okay, got it. Sorry, my yeah. brain is broken. Uh, No, Uh, I would... Die if I was the only host of that show. Uh, I am a, one of the rotating faces or voices.
4: Ah, it's almost like it's a daily show that mm. people could listen it's to.
2: Like, yeah, it's a, it's almost like that. Almost. How are you doing today? I'm okay. Good to talk to a human being for for the first time today. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not bad. I guess.
4: Yay.
2: Yeah. How are you?
4: How am I? Yeah. I don't know how I am. I, no one's uh, ever
2: asked you that, have they? I'm the it, first. It's
4: probably. <laughs> how am I? I don't know. I'm kind of burned out. I, I'm coming. I'm almost done with a book tour. And I got to oh, come yeah. home for a week. But then I'm leaving again for a week tomorrow. And and
2: in this week, you've already recorded like 15 podcasts. So yeah, not this is exactly a break.
4: Five or something. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's not exactly a break. And I miss sleep. Um, And I miss sleep. Anyway, (laughs) our producer is the one and only Sophie who matters. Sophie Lichterman. Wow, that was a real
5: Sophie's choice you made right there.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You're the only Sophie in my phone.
5: Oh my God, I feel so honored. Margaret has three people in her phone.
4: (laughs) 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 It's not saying much. (laughs) Two people named John.
2: I mean, I think you might be... The only Sophie I know, or like our friends with, right? Well, I am the so. only
5: one who matters, Shereen. So I better. You leave her are. Up okay.
2: With her. <laughs> yeah. I deleted all the other ones off my phone. Yeah. <laughs> just to make it fair. Thank you. Boys. If you're
4: listening to this and you're my friend and your name is Sophie, don't feel forgotten. <laughs>
2: even it's though just...
4: that would be technically accurate right now.
5: <laughs> you did get forgotten. So <laughs> sorry about it.
4: <laughs> I forget a lot of things, but I don't forget that our audio engineer is Ian. Hi, Ian. It's Hi, fun Ian. to talk to Ian because he can't say anything back. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, that's true.
4: Our theme music was written for us by Unwoman, who you should check our, her out wherever you listen to your music. Spotify? I don't know. That one's like evil, but I don't have like a better band camp. Whatever.
5: Margaret just plug in corporations. Yeah. That's wow. just like my thing. I'm really into corporations. <laughs> <It> really turn. <laughs>
4: Yeah, this is my heel turn. Um, (laughs) Okay, and then Sophie, today what we're going to talk about is something that I spent 10 minutes trying to come up with a way to sarcastically introduce. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to say anything sarcastic about racism and the Ku Klux Klan. You did make some
5: several uh, uh, inappropriate jokes off, Mike, and that is something that you listeners don't get to hear. That is exclusively for Shereen and me. And slander, uh-huh, maybe. Oh,
4: or if you're reading a transcript, libel. <laughs> yeah, that's my <laughs> pedant joke <of> today. <laughs> today, okay. Today we're going to talk about people who fucked up the clan. Hell
2: yeah! Uh,
4: unfortunately, that actually means this week we're going to talk about people who fucked up the clan. Today we're going to talk about the clan. Oh no! But not in a real detailed atrocities kind of way. I'm going to just kind of... Shereen, have you ever heard of the Ku Klux Klan? Huh. They're not really very underground. It rings
2: a bell. I think it rings a bell. Uh, Hoods, white people. Yeah. Racism, violence, evil. Yeah. All of that.
4: We're we're not going to go into detail about the specifics of the violence they committed. I think people are well aware of this as a bad organization. But we are going to talk about kind of who they are and what they were doing so that we can better understand what we're going to talk about, about how people fucked them up, Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of just like a know-your-enemy kind of way. So there's this organization that most everyone has heard of, the Ku Klux Klan or the KKK. They're a hate group. They're bad. They wear stupid outfits, and they set crosses on fire, and they murder people, especially black people. They're a terrorist organization in the most raw sense of that word. They were created as a reflection of white people's fear of no longer being able to own black people. And so they set out to scare the shit out of everybody to make everyone obedient to white supremacy. I'm like usually into like shades of gray about stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like pretty into understanding where everyone's coming from or whatever. But like there are evil people doing evil shit in this world.
2: There's no gray there. It's just white. Yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Uh, that was funny. I, I think that was that deserved a bigger laugh, but it's fine. We can continue. I laughed. No, it, it was good and Sophie didn't laugh. I don't know. I i, I only think oh, I'm funny if Sophie laughs at my jokes and Oh my god.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> well now it just feels
2: now I now I want mm. to die,
5: but continue. No, that's yeah, uh, no, that's how it's you okay. know what my fake laugh is.
4: Yeah. Well you know who else wants you to die? Shreen. Oh, oh okay. Jesus okay.
5: Christ, magpie. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Um. okay so there's I actually for all of the, the you know anti-racist work I've been involved in and stuff I, I hadn't really known a lot of the sort of there's been like at least three different s- distinct time periods of the KKK that are like different organizations that kind of steal some of their own shit from each other but they're actually like separate and were founded at different times and clan number one It started in 1865. It was started by six Confederate assholes. They were like a bunch of like rich kid frat boys, like former officers who just lost a war. And they met up at one of their dad's law offices. And they were just like all into, like secret society shit was like fucking everywhere in the 19th century in the US. And one of the ones that they were like primarily inspired by, at least according to lots of sources have lots of things to say about this, there was a sort of joke secret society called Sons of Malta, And it existed to sort of make fun of the other secret societies that were around, like the Freemasons, the Oddfellows, the Knights of Columbus, all the various Mm -hmm. frats, etc. And the fact that they were inspired in part by this joke fraternity, I feel like it's like kind of a history as flat circle moment where we realize a lot of stuff that comes out of this like edgelord humor Mm. land gets real real.
2: That's a really good point, actually. It's not just like a joke you can't just be like it's a joke don't take it seriously because someone will and take it too far
4: yeah and the other society that they were inspired by at least in terms of name was called kuklos Aldefon, which was a, a frat it was a college frat secret society that had recently dissolved during the civil war and kuklos i didn't know this i was like i don't know they just picked some dumb fucking name and they did they picked some dumb fucking name but Ku Klux means circle in Greek. So the Ku Klux Klan was them like riffing off the word Kuklos. Like they're just some fucking troll rich kids yeah. sitting around in their dad's law office being like, oh, what if we like Ku close? Nah, it doesn't sound cool. What if it was Ku Klux?
2: <laughs> like making up a band name for just like, I don't know. Yeah. Terrible people.
4: Yeah. And much like everyone who tries to make up band names while high, they did not land it. No. This is not, not a good name.
2: No, they belly flopped right into that.
4: Yeah. The the pointed hood that they wear, it's going to come up a little bit more later because actually it wasn't really part of the first incarnation of the KKK. I didn't realize this, but it's called the caparote, which comes mm. from the Spanish Catholics, mm. which is actually another like appropriation because as we'll talk about when we get to the second incarnation of the KKK, they fucking hate Catholics. Okay. So they were just like, Oh, that's goofy looking. We'll take that. Right, right. Right? But at this first incarnation, they're more into pointy hats with uh, over separate hoods or just wearing hoods rather than pointy hoods. Yeah. Yeah. So these six Confederate assholes, they formed the KKK in 1865, possibly on Christmas Eve, possibly like earlier that year. People like to argue. People... You probably knew that just in general, people like to argue.
2: Well, so the basis of this, like the the six people, were they (laughs) getting together being like why people are the best? Like, was that the base? Like, what was their initial group chat about?
4: It was a party club. Oh, it was. They wanted to pretend to be ghosts
2: Wait, no, you're making that I'm up. I'm not
4: making this up. You're making I that up. I wish I was I'm making this up. I would join that
2: to pretend to be ghosts. They Like, low-key.
4: Yeah, they threw... Okay, good to know. No, so they... They Maybe threw de- sheets over their head. Delete that! No, oh,
2: just kidding. Just <laughs> um <they> <laughs> threw- <laughs> <Good to know. laughs> Ghosts? little ghosties. Come on. Yeah. I don't know.
4: They would like throw sheets over their head, cut out holes for the eyes, like literally like fucking like spooky ghost costume, you know? And then they would ride around through town on their fucking horses, being like I cannot tell if you're fucking with me. I'm not fucking with you.
2: I don't believe you. I've been I- I've been tricked by Robert
5: too many times. No, no. Margaret is not. Margaret is a better human. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Doesn't that make you look at all those people that do that to their dog and their children differently?
4: Yeah, all the people throw the sheet over their heads. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Well, it's funny because I actually never wore that kind of costume, even when I was feeling lazy because I was same. like, I don't know, it just looks too KKK to me. Right. Same. And it shouldn't, except that is actually, it comes from the same origin. Shireen, I'm I'm not fucking with you. That's I like, so, when I first I heard no this, idea. I was like, I don't know if I believe it. And I like checked a bunch of sources.
2: Wow. That is and so, so what, what a fall, what a, just a fall from grace. Like that is yeah. the saddest Plot twist and, like, uh, evolution I've ever heard. D- devolution.
4: I've well, but can you imagine this? You take, like, six random white frat dudes mm-hmm. who are, like, kind of goofy and into partying, and they come up with this, like, clever secret society, and then it all goes right. wrong. But not in a way where they think it went wrong. It goes in a way that they're totally fine with. They just mm-hmm. hadn't originally intended. And everyone mm-hmm. else, you know, so, like... And so they... They would go around and crash parties and be like, I'm a ghost. Or some of them would, like, stay quiet. And some of them would, like, talk in, like, weird voices.
2: Oh, my God.
4: And they would play th- pranks on each other. I just
2: think objectively funny. Am I bad?
4: <laughs> I no. So
2: I mean, that's what's
4: so interesting is... Um, <laughs> and that's why no one should ever have fun or use jokes. Um, yeah, got it. Okay, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, and and so then they would have, like, spooky initiation rites that were, like, just goofy. Kind wow. of like the fucking Proud Boys, right? Oh, and I guess
2: it is all goofy in the end. I guess we forget how goofy this shit is sometimes. Yeah,
4: it absolutely, it is all so fucking goofy. And and so they, what happened was, as, as far as I can tell, they started to realize that their presence was scaring black people around when they would like hang outside wearing these things or whatever, right? And so uh, since they're not intelligent people, the Klansmen, they... They were like, oh, the black people are superstitious and they're afraid of us because they think we actually are ghosts. And black people from the time, talking (laughs) to interviewers later, were like, no, we were afraid because there was a bunch of, like, white organized confederates who went around, like, shooting at us (laughs) and shit. Yeah. Because they immediately start doing pranks. They've been doing pranks on each other, but then they start doing, like, quote, pranks on uh, the local black community, where they would like show up and be like, oh, I'm a scary go," and they would like grave rob and Whoa. find an arm, like an arm of a dead person, and then they like harry it under their robe and then be like, "Nice to meet you," and then they would like That's offer them the the arm that they'd stolen from creeps. a grave. That is so yes.
5: stupid. I. um Whenever I record with Shireen, I get really sad that this is not a video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? Because <laughs> Shireen has the best reaction faces of anybody I know. <laughs> oh, thank you. That makes me happy. Yeah.
2: Just imagine it's- it, audience. Just imagine.
5: <laughs> yeah, sorry. <your> reactions. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> if I'm if I'm it's quiet, I'm making a funny face. So it's funny either way. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so the group spread sort of like a meme, right? Uh, in that mm-hmm. it would kind of self-spread. They would initiate people and give them the right to initiate other people, and it, so it spreads across the South, all the former Confederate states, and soon it was a white supremacist army committed to terrorizing formerly enslaved people. In 1867, they allied with the Democratic Party. Um, worth noting for anyone: the the tables were turned in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. The Democrats were the racists, and the the Democrats were the open racists, and the Republicans were the sort slightly better party, you know. And so in 1867, the KKK allied with the Democratic Party, and they got up to good old-fashioned voter suppression. Uh, They would shoot people who were registering black people to vote, including veteran of the pod Albert Parsons from the Haymarket episode, and just did lots of bad stuff. They shot up houses. They declared themselves the law. They murdered tons of people. They attacked everyone who worked to get black people voting. Um, They hated black ministers especially because basically like – well, it's because they hated black people, and then they were like deeply religious in their own bigotry, you know.
2: So it started from playing pranks, and and then it became just pure hatred. Like it was like yep. the pranks were a cover for the pure hate.
4: Yep. And then they oh. dropped the prank part and just right. continued the. And pure they just hate. continued
2: to be evil and.
4: Hate. Yeah, and their tactics—they basically did everything at night. They derived their tactics in large part from these like night patrols that happened during slavery mm-hmm. times. When white men would get deputized to ride around at night hunting for Like the origin
2: of the police.
4: Yep. The KKK and the cops have the same origin. And what do you know, uh, as we'll talk about (laughs) later, the same continued thread and a lot of shared membership. That checks out. And yeah, the night patrols were civic duty, like jury duty, basically. And Mm -hmm. the KKK just was a continuation of that. They also... Basically, we're trying to overthrow the U.S. government to reinstitute slavery. Um, They didn't succeed at that part, at least. But they were trying to win through terror what they'd failed to win on the battlefield. Basically, they're like, all Mm -hmm. right, we can't take on the U.S. as an army, but we can just like take it on as a terrorist organization. Mm -hmm. And all along, they have all these like goofy titles like dragons and cyclops and goblins and ghouls and shit
2: fucking dorks concept.
4: i know i know and it's like and i'm, I'm like also mad because they give dorks a bad name in this context you know yeah
2: that's that's a good point i don't mean um, dorks i mean no, dorks no. is a funny thing to be that's yeah right. i'm i'm a dork sometimes yeah all but, the time but,
4: but they still yeah. deserve to get made fun of for this you know yeah it's like no, how I mean, you like, use it
2: it's like if a dork had the capacity for pure evil that is terrifying
4: yeah yeah, yeah. totally By the early 1870s, there's imposter clans as well because basically everyone's like, oh, I want to... No, I'm the real KKK. No, I'm the real KKK. And the racists got up to some serious, good old-fashioned infighting uh, with guns and shit. So that's cool. So the U.S. government passed its first ever anti-terror legislation banning things like riding around at night in a mask, terrorizing people. And I'm like, not like a big law girl, right? But I think that (laughs) passing a law that's like... In as much as there should be laws, like, don't terrorize people and, like, murder everyone. Yeah. You said
2: that as if it's, like, you know how people say, like, they're horse girls?
4: Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Why, totally. that's
5: the way <laughs> Hi, Jamie. Not a big law girl. <laughs> Jamie's, Jamie, Jamie's a, a big horse girl.
4: Ah, Hi, Jamie Loftus. That doesn't surprise me.
5: <laughs> Jamie has a hat that says, hello to horse.
4: <laughs> oh, Jamie. that's wow. great. I learned about this this concept recently. Shout out to my friends who are horse poor, which is where you're poor because you have horses. Oh, horses whoa. are
5: so expensive. Yeah. I did so not know
2: expensive. that was a yes. thing. Yeah. Horse poor. Yeah. Because all your money goes into the horse, and you're like, what now? What, what, what about me?
4: Yeah, I have a friend who has a horse who pays more for the horse's room and board than uh, her own rent. Uh, wow. Shout out to my friend who's listening. Anyway, by 1872... The Klan is more or less gone under that name. There's a bunch of other terrorist organizations. Louisiana had the White League, Mississippi had the Red Shirts, and anti Black terror, of course, continued. But most importantly, unfortunately, it's like kind of like instead of seeing the Klan as defeated in 1872 by the federal government, it's more like they succeeded at the Klan succeeded at its goal. Which was that the reign of terror against black voters allowed racist Southerners to subvert Democratic processes and got mm-hmm. the right wing uh, elected. Basically, the Republican Party, the, the leftish, less racist wing, was like conquering the polls until um, all this voter suppression happened. Which was voter suppression primarily and most importantly of black people and black voters. But it was also of anyone who supported uh, the Republicans. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats got into power. And by 1877, you get the Jim Crow laws that went into effect, and the clan sort of wasn't necessary at that point because it was all mm-hmm. system- made systemic. That's the first incarnation of the KKK. Let's talk about the second one. Oh no! I know. I like feel like this is a more bastardy episode than like, usual. Like but... what?
2: Like it's like how Pokemon starts out, and you're like, oh, it, it's kind of cute, little ghosty, and then it becomes like a, yeah. like, I don't know, like a. <laughs> disgusting parasite goblin (laughs) yeah
4: totally (laughs) okay in 1905 there was this piece of shit Baptist minister this white guy named Thomas Dixon Jr. and he wrote a best-selling novel called The Klansman spelled with a C actually and it's um this part will be shocking to you it's really spelled
2: correctly initially
4: yeah yeah absolutely this book is very racist oh it's about how great I know I know you'd be shocked Um, It's about how great the Klan was. He had been inspired to become a novelist because he hated Uncle Tom's Cabin, which was this anti-slavery novel from 50 years earlier that he was, like, still mad about, even though it was written before he was fucking born. His book, The Klansman, was wildly popular, and he went on to write 22 novels about, like, brave white people fighting against socialism and racial equality. Wow. He adapted it into a play. And he was pretty explicit that the reason he was adapting it in all these different forms was because he wanted more people to get the message. It wasn't even about the money for him, you know. He was, he he was really doing just, it for the cause.
2: Wow, that's that's stupid. That is so stupid. Yeah. Also, just like hating a book that much that both. powers your entire personality in life. That's 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 crazy.
4: I yeah. he's, he's not the he's not the best. It becomes a play the same year, and that play gets banned a ton of places because everywhere that this shit goes, this like racist shit goes. That's like kind of my like thesis of this episode.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Everywhere there is this shit, there are people who are like, "No, not that." I don't know what's good, but I know what's bad. That's bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be clear, while the KKK was absolutely Protestant, um, and Protestants are famously not a unified bunch of people, and not all Protestants went along with this shit. Um, and a ton of other pastors, I think, kind of an interfaith coalition, worked to see the play banned in Wait, a lot what of ways. What do you
2: places. mean? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little yeah. bit of a dummy. What What yeah. do you mean by Protestants are not unified? Oh, okay. So,
4: like... Protestant being like a larger umbrella of a lot of different faiths that aren't Catholicism. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, no, as, I did
2: not know that. <laughs> as a
4: very legitimate question. Basically, Protestant, um, as I understand it, is Christians who aren't Catholics. And not okay. orthodox. And
2: all of and it's just like, yeah, the big umbrella is Protestant, and then like underneath it, you have You get a the Baptists and the
4: Methodists and, got it, got and a lot of other different faiths. Yeah. And so I, I believe an interfaith coalition worked together to see it banned. But more important than that, well, it's not really more important than that, it's a complete aside, is the fact that this show is sponsored by capitalism. Mm.
0: <laughs>
2: I was wondering where that was
4: going. That was yeah, no, it's it's going to ads. That's what's happening.
0: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating Pride and the Queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6x visit tomboyx.com focus
3: features presents back to black
2: i want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles
3: experience the music and her story
2: know this i ain't no spice girl
3: like never before that's my daughter that's my amy (laughs) Big screen. I want
2: to be remembered for just
3: being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent, only in theaters, May 17th.
1: Snag a Job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
4: And we are back. And we are talking about the people working to see this play band. In the North, uh, anti-racists were really just people would pick at the play, they would de-platform the play wherever they could, they would throw eggs at the actors of the play, like, they would get tickets and go inside and just, like, and it would work, right? (laughs) Like, they couldn't do the play because everyone who came into the audience was like, no, fuck you, you fucking racist, you know? And I feel like this is, like, again, this is, like, something that gets left out of history. Whenever people are like, well, they were racist, like everyone back in the day. Like, I hate that argument for a lot of reasons.
2: I mean, I genuinely, before you started that sentence, Mm -hmm. was thinking in my head, like, oh, good people didn't exist. <laughs> like, I didn't like, cause I forget that too. Like, you, yeah. it's good to know that there are people that re- recognized how bad that play was or that ideology was because I think, well, I don't know. I mean, of course there were people like that, but I think I forget that that was possible back then because I just assume they're all just like this, I don't know, racist lump of people. And that's not true.
4: Yeah, totally. And it, it gets, it gets us off the hook. When we're like, oh well, everyone sucks, and you're like, well, yeah. a lot of people suck. <laughs> yeah.
2: A lot of people, well, especially of all like times. Mm-hmm. when you think about like the Civil War and you yeah. learn about how like the people that didn't want slavery they had slaves. So it's like at the same time you're like, oh, even like these quote unquote anti-slavery, oh, yeah. anti-racist people were still low key racist. So I think yeah. that kind of message bleeds through for me, where it's like I forget that there were maybe genuinely good people, and that yeah.
4: No, that's legit. I mean, one of the things is that when people say everyone was racist back in the day, w- one of the things you're doing is saying everyone was white back in the day, oh. right? Being mm-hmm. like, because some of the people who were against racism were against racism because it was against them, mm-hmm. you know? And so you're, you're cutting already all the people of color out of the conversation when you say everyone is racist, when you mean ev- all white people are racist. And then even yeah. then, again, like... You know, actually, it's a really interesting example, like the Civil War stuff, because there were people who were absolutely ideologically committed to abolition, and then there were people Mm -hmm. who were like, well, we just want to conquer the South because Mm -hmm. we can't let people secede, you know, and it, I don't know, whatever, it was fucking, but people would fuck up this play, not entirely successfully, Um, in the wake of performances, because the performances did happen a lot of places, when I say it was banned a ton of places, it was not successfully banned most places, right? It was performed a ton of places. It was very commercially successful. And in the wake of performances, racist violence would follow. And it was this book and the play, The Klansmen, that introduced the pointed hoods and the cross burnings. They were actually an invention of a novelist, not history. Whoa. And the cross burnings come from a Scottish tradition called the Cron Tara, which is a way that the Scots would make a declaration of war, which I'm like kind of annoyed this is the least bad thing that the clan did, but I'm kind of annoyed that they took this. The burning cross was a, a symbol to rally people to defend an area, but it wasn't done like the clan does it, where they like set a burning cross to be like, right. haha, we're gonna fuck you up" or whatever. They would send messengers around, and this was uh, throughout a bunch of different parts of of Europe. They would send messengers around with a burned or burning cross as like the symbol. Like if the messenger shows up to your town, and they're not like it's not like a huge like Jesus style. like it's not a mm-hmm. it's like a one you can like hold in your wooden, hand, right, yeah, okay. yeah. It's like a foot tall or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And you would run around with this thing, and you send messengers out, and it'd be the like, "Hey, get your people ready, it's time to go fight."
2: So it was it was so much cooler than yeah. what it's become.
4: Yeah, and there's one argument I saw that burning crosses were used like the. This is a reference that I don't know what percentage of the audience will get. Like the beacon fires of Gondor. Uh, mm. Is that a reference mm-hmm. that works for either of you? Um,
2: uh, I'm going to pretend. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. I'm going to continue you chuckling to myself. It's from
4: Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah. Well, I figured it was calling... Lord of the
2: Rings, but I don't know enough about yeah, yeah, what yeah, that but... reference is about to continue further. So. No,
4: no. It, the idea being like, if you want to communicate things across great distances back in the day, you set big fires on top of a hill and then someone on the mm-hmm. next hill sees it and starts a big fire and... And the fires yeah. continue along or whatever. And so there's people who make a claim that the Burning Crosses were used like that. Um, but I'm not sure. I've I've seen people making a lot of different arguments about the Krontara and how it was used. Mm-hmm. So you got the book. You got the play. How about a movie, Shireen? No. Do you think there should be a movie of the clan? Oh, wait.
2: Maybe I do know about this little bit of history i'm not sure
4: it's called the birth of a nation
2: yeah i that sounds right yeah. that sounds about right
4: yeah Birds i thought
2: nation. in my head i'm just so used to like crazy plot twists that are actually real i thought you were going to be like and that was the origin of broadway
4: or <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm no, glad totally. that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. well i mean this is the birth of American filmmaking as, like, feature-length Yeah, film. that's a good point. It's the first that, feature-length Hollywood film or whatever. Yeah,
2: it is. And it's that is te- a terrible fact. Yeah. But I'm glad that he didn't invent Broadway also.
4: Yeah. Um, it's the most influential film of all time. It uh, invented or made widespread a bunch of technical accomplishments like the close-up, the fade-out, and the orchestral score. It was the first movie screened inside the White House. Uh, there's Whoa. a lot of people arguing about how the president reacted to this. Um, but he certainly intentionally had this movie screened inside the White House. Who was
2: the president back then?
4: You'd think Forgive I would have included it in my script, but okay, I yeah. did not. There's some yeah, white guy. Yeah. One of those like also rans. I mean, he actually won. But like one of those people that we don't talk about all that much. Right. Um, and it remains the most racist film in Hollywood history. It's about scary black men trying to hurt white women and white women who are then saved by the heroic Ku Klux Mm -hmm. Klan. This film, this will be shocking to you. A lot of shocking revelations here. It was polarizing.
2: Oh, you don't say.
4: Some people didn't like it.
2: Well, that's good to know. Honestly, I I can't (laughs) expect anything anymore. That's good to know that people were like, actually, maybe not.
4: I mean... Most vocally, Black people didn't like it for a very good yeah. reason, right? Um, but there were other people. But uh, the people who did the most work against this film, as far as I can tell, the NA- NAACP, which is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, which was founded six years earlier in 1909, it was at the forefront of the fight against the film. They were joined by leftists, civil rights folks, religious leaders, including Jews, who went all out against this movie. Uh, three states banned the movie wherever it played, white mobs attacked black people. Um, Lynchings across the country went up fivefold in the month that it came out.
2: Wow. It's just so unfortunate and devastating, like, coming just from, like, I know this is silly, but, like, from, like, an artistic technical perspective that, like, all of these really technical achievements when it comes to filmmaking and making art, Mm -hmm. the fact that this was, like, the first feat that they decided to put all those energies toward or, like... That oh is so God. sad to me. I know. You know what I mean.
4: Like, I know. Because
2: filmmaking is like an amazing achievement. Back yeah. then, that was like like that was it was like what, what was it nineteen fifteen? I yeah. looked it up. I treated. Yeah. But like that was that's just so mind boggling to me that so many like fascinating mind boggling things that filmmaking is they were they were dedicated first to this and that's yeah. just so sad. Yeah. I don't know.
4: No. I- A rant. But one of the things that came out of it, as a as a reaction against it, uh, it was the birth of the quote. I don't think is what people would want to call it now, but it was a quote of the, the race movie, movies for black audiences. The first black owned film studio, the Lincoln Motion Picture Company, was founded in 1916. Basically, as like people got together to work to counter the blatant racism of the Birth mm-hmm. of a Nation, and, in classic Hollywood form, merchandising followed the film. People started selling KKKK, K, however many Ks, hats and kitchen aprons and shit like that. Oh no. Assholes had clan had themed merch. parties. Yeah, they absolutely had merch. Oh God. Well, we'll to spoil it a little bit, the clan that gets reborn out of it is basically a merch selling organization. But um, with like. This is
2: still the second iteration. We're about to right? get to
4: the second iteration. This is actually a dead oh, time oh. during the clan. There is no clan right now.
2: Oh. The Klan okay. has been dead
4: since 1872.
2: Because so, they like dead in quotes, like they, they the government eradicated it. Or yeah,
4: and it actually seemed yeah. to be functionally gone. It actually seemed to oh. not be organized. And all the people who wanted to continue the terror joined all these other organizations. Other people were like, mm-hmm. well, we kind of won with Jim Crow, so we can just like continue to be racist through the legal means.
2: So this rebirthed the Klan in some, in some yes. ways. Yes, uh,
4: very directly, actually. Oh, but one more thing about classic Hollywood sh- shitbaggery. The director of this film, D.W. Griffith, he made a movie the next year called Intolerance. And it wasn't about like intolerance is great. I love being a bigot. It was about how all the people who were critical of his movie were intolerant.
2: Wow. Wow. What a, what a roundabout little statement of <laughs>
4: bigotry. Doesn't it just sound like exactly what would happen right now?
2: Yeah, it does. Wow. I guess no one I guess humanity actually doesn't change you know it (laughs) really just has different (laughs) mediums of expressing itself but at the end we're just the same stupid dummies
4: yeah the balance of like Uh, the balance of people with better ideas and worse ideas like changes and like shifts back and forth but it's like it shifts back and forth like 60 40 to 40 60 (laughs) yeah it really
2: does yeah but like I I don't I used to know so much more about this mm-hmm. era in film because I studied film. Mm-hmm. So I don't like my brain is like blocking so many things out. But he's a terrible person from what I remember. Like it wasn't okay. just this film. It was just like I don't know. He just he defended it like to his death. Like yeah, it was of course he fucking did. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But like God. what was the author, what was the original author's name of the book and the play and all of that?
4: Uh let me scroll back up. Is that important? Tom- if it's not no. important,
2: then who cares?
4: Thomas Dixon Junior.
2: Okay, okay. So he wrote, wait no. He wrote The so Klansmen, his, And that was based, that was the original story of Birth of a Nation?
4: Yeah, Birth of a Nation. I think it's like the second half of Birth of a Nation is based on The Klansmen. I didn't actually, as part of this, like one day I'm going to sit down. I'll probably never read The Klansmen. Uh I'm not like opposed to the idea of it, but I probably won't use my one short life to do so. Yeah, one day I feel I, like I should watch Birth of a Nation, but like... I've definitely seen
2: some of it just by nature of like studying stuff and Absolutely. it's disturbing. Yeah. I mean, like it's, I mean, just like the blackface is the least disturbing part and that yeah. is so concerning. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just terrible. Anyway.
4: Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, what it also did, this movie, is it rebirthed the KKK. In 1915, a car who's practically the hero of the story, but didn't quite succeed, A car hit a guy named William Joseph Simmons. Uh, Unfortunately, it didn't hit him hard enough, so he spent a while recovering instead of rotting. While he was laid up in bed, he decided, you know what, let's restart the KKK, just like in that fancy movie I just saw. Wow. He'd already joined like a dozen different secret societies. Why not make his own? So he got a copy of the old KKK's rules, and he recruited some folks, including two members of the original clan who are all as shit at this point. Mm-hmm. And he went to Stone Mountain outside of Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to talk more about Stone Mountain later. Fifteen charter members burned across and restarted the hate group. And this guy, he, like, as soon as the government investigates the KKK, he's like, oh, no, I hope there's no crimes. And he starts, like, distancing himself away from federal after... Like, he's like, oh, it's nothing to do with me. As soon as the feds start investigating it, because he's just wow. like fucking Proud Boy founder Gavin McInnes, um, who ditched the group as soon as they started, as soon as the right. going got rough. Oh coward. Yeah. And I read another, an academic analysis that said he was basically pushed out by the next guy uh, who wanted to turn into a mass movement by loosening up recruitment standards. Mm. But the guy who found it didn't stay in charge of it all that long. And this new incarnation, the second incarnation of the KKK, is by numbers, by far the largest KKKK, however many cases. I'm just going to keep getting that wrong the entire time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there were up to about 5 million people in the KKK in the 1920s, what? in 1925.
2: That's a lot of people.
4: Yeah. And it's also the least influential period of the KKK uh, for some reasons that we'll talk about. Probably the first incarnation was the most influential in that it mm. fucked up Reconstruction. And then the, the third one that we'll talk about later, I think I, I'm making this statement rather than like this being what historians have agreed upon,
2: mm-hmm.
4: is more influential in the way that it uh, continues a long campaign of terrorism and hate and uh, fucked with civil rights movements and things. This one, it was kind of like a social group. It was like people cosplaying as the KKK to get together and they're like white, pure Protestant thing and then the best part was it was a fucking pyramid scheme this elaborate grift and like they're just basically like it's a fucking multi-level marketing scheme where like you keep some of the money of the people that you recruit into the kkk but you send the rest of it up to the people up top and they sold tons of kkk merch you could live your whole kkk life you could go to kkk camp by a KKK no. pocket knife. Yeah, no, they had this like whole thing. There's actually uh, a lot it's of like this LARPing. Stuff- yeah, they absolutely. Were
2: LARPing races. <laughs>
4: yeah. And there's actually a, a just to to shout out a podcast that some people might have heard of called Behind the Bastards. There's a oh, good yeah. Behind the Bastards about this part of it, about how it's all an elaborate grift and how it's like this like lifestyle club. But the other thing to know about the second incarnation of the KKK is they weren't just anti-black. They absolutely were anti-black. That is their mm-hmm. rooted thing. But it isn't quite where they actually put – people like to argue about this, and I'm not sure. It might not be where they put most of their energy. They were anti-gay. They were anti-Latinx. They were anti-Asian. They were anti-socialist. They were anti the IWW, the Industrial Workers of the World, a syndicalist union. They were anti-abortion. They were anti-atheist. They were anti-Jew. They were anti-Muslim. And possibly more than anything else, or at least the thing that gets talked about the most, they were anti-Catholic. Hmm. Um, which is funny wait what mm-hmm, go ahead.
2: did they have a religious
4: oh they're Protestants they, I
2: thought they were like yeah so I thought they were Christian yeah okay, so okay,
4: okay. I was raised vaguely Catholic I didn't realize that huge chunks of the Protestant world don't consider Catholics to be Christian oh they are I mean we're sort of the original Christians right Right. I mean but,
2: it's all the cross I mean that's the yeah. sort of what it boils down to they all like the cross
4: yeah um and I'll, right? I'll talk a little <laughs> I mean, bit more about it a Maybe that's a very second. simplistic no, way no, my I mean, mind it's like,
2: works, but like, it's,
4: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I think the Christian religions would be, uh, I guess I would define it like the people who think Jesus is the son of God rather yeah. than a prophet, you know? And, but it, what's so funny is that all of these things I listed, except the Catholic part, sound everything mm-hmm. like modern hate groups.
2: Yeah. So what, they were just like, it sounds like they were just pro-white. Yeah. Like what? There's that. That's the only thing that they were, uh, for sure. For
4: they were wasps. They were white Anglo-Saxon mm-hmm. Protestants, and or some of them were like, I'm not Anglo-Saxon. I'm Celtic because they were like Lowland Scottish or whatever. Because the guy who wrote that book was like into his Scottish heritage and his weird racism. Ugh. Barf. And so to talk about the anti-Catholic thing and why it makes any sense, um, because it doesn't translate very well in the modern context of yeah. if you're going to be a right-wing asshole today. About 23 million immigrants had just poured into the U.S. over the past few decades from the not nice parts of Europe, like Italy and Ireland and Eastern Europe. Mm -hmm. And you've got this nativist thing, which is a prejudice against even white immigrants. Mm -hmm. And this is where a lot of the, like, the Italians or the Irish weren't white kind of stuff comes from. Yeah, And that nativism and that, like, anti-Irish and anti-Italian, etc. stuff, it was anti-Catholicism was a big part of it. And the, the reasoning is, is complicated. You've got some religious dogmatism. The clan, you know, they're wasps. Um, Catholics weren't Protestant, so they were the enemy. There's the, the nativism. They're immigrants, so they're the enemy. But the main rationale that people have used, kind of in the sort of almost conspiracy theory-ish level, that people use against Catholics, is that they can never be true patriots because they serve Rome and the Pope, and they're not to be trusted. Because oh. they have dual loyalty.
2: Interesting.
4: And this idea goes back really far. In the 1750s and the 1760s in colonial New York, the first gun control laws that New York passed before the United States existed banned the sale of guns to indigenous people and to Catholics. (laughs) Um, This is actually that's really funny. I know that is so funny. I know, and it's actually coming up now uh, because there's these gun control laws in New York. And they're like referencing they're they're like referencing these old gun control laws as wow, like see that there's is there's precedent
2: wild that is I mean that rationale is so just like conspiracy theory like e to me, like I don't know like it's just like uh, I don't know, so it's all it's about they want you to be a patriot, so it's about like nationalism more so than like racism kind of in that sense, but like or I don't know it.
4: It's messy because I would say overall, yeah. because like as far as I've looked into like uh, 18th century and earlier um, U.S. stuff and maybe 19th century stuff in the U.S., the anti-Irish, et cetera, uh, the Irish might not have been white, but they weren't black, right? They were this mm. like mm-hmm. special third thing to use the meme of the day. And so it was still better than being black to be uh, a, yeah someone who has since become white, right? But they're... Is this kind of brief spike in the late 19th century, early 20th century, where a lot of people are getting kind of more consciously called and grouped in with, like, people of color or, you know, colored Mm -hmm. people sections or whatever, right? Of people who are, like, ethnic Europeans rather than, you know, proper white Europeans or whatever.
2: I mean, I don't know if anyone's had that Irish friend that was like, my relatives are slaves or like my ancestors were slaves right. too which isn't true yeah, but yeah. so yeah. yeah i know but, but no, like, I, there's, know, yeah. I feel like that narrative yeah is unfortunately like uh a thing for some people
4: no totally and like and what i want is as people as, as someone who you know of his irish heritage or whatever but is fucking white in modern american context is to like recognize that like you don't have to like pretend to the oppression of the Irish people is a real thing that happened, and you you don't yeah. need to fucking like come in and try and swoop in on someone else's that was like a a different and more important thing that was happening, yeah, you
2: know? I think I think the uh what it is it like the the allure of struggle, like mm-hmm. making sure everyone knows that you struggled too, and yeah, you're not as privileged as you appear to be it's such an i mean it's still happening to today and will probably continue to happen for a long time, yeah, but I think the Irish thing is a good example of that uh, in modern times where it's like, it's okay that you have privilege. You don't have to prove that you one day, like, once upon a time your family had it hard. Right. I don't
4: know. No, totally. And it's like, I think it is worth being proud of a history of rebellion. Mm-hmm. But that needs to be, not you, obviously, but me, yeah, yeah. needs to be aware that like, that doesn't translate to like, oppression yeah. now. You know? exactly, And like, It should only translate to an awareness of, like, why you should be on the right side of history. Yeah. And whereas a lot of the people who do the, like, the Irish were slaves. It's kind of like, well, we did good. Why can't you do good? Right. Bullshit.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. No, that's.
2: Yeah. What else is bullshit? What else
4: is bullshit? (laughs) Oh, right. I
2: I not my job. I'm so sorry. No, no. uh... Shreen's a fucking professional. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Sophie Sophie told us it's time to go to ads, and I just went on a we went on a rant instead.
2: I just, I just thought maybe you forgot like maybe oh, I that, did like, I had completely slipped forgot okay, it good, had slipped I didn't want to step on toes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to step on toes, but I did want to bash on capitalism. So yeah, yeah, no totally. ads are bullshit. yeah. yeah.
4: here's some <laughs> things that you can make up your own mind about about whether or not they interest you.
2: to
3: just be me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th.
1: Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand. Tempt to hire. Part time or full time. You name the position so visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
4: And we are back. Okay, and then one of the funny things about the second incarnation of the KKK, that guy whose name I already forgot, the guy you sucked who wrote the book. Uh, Tom
2: something, Dick and
4: whatever. Yeah, it was a junior at the Tom end. Tom Dick. Yeah. Tom Dick Jr., Oh, I wrote it in a script again. Dixon Jr. Uh, Close. <laughs> it, the KKK was too bigoted for him. The new one. Wow. Because he didn't hate Jews or Catholics. Interesting. He only hated black people. It, he claims that he is the black person's best friend. Um, but what? yeah, he has this whole thing about how it's like the other classic, one of the many classic forms of racism. It's like being like, uh, you should care because I'm trying to help you all be better by not being mm. horrible, ignorant, terrible people or whatever. I don't know. He's Like I'm
2: helping you evolve because I'm better than you. Yeah,
4: exactly. But yeah, so no, he he didn't join the new KKK after he fucking inspired it because he. so interesting. Because he was the classic type of racist and was like, I don't know about this newfangled expanding wow. the concept of racism.
2: New brands of racism just. Uh, Dividing racists everywhere. I
4: know. I know. Okay, the other weird things that the second KKK did, they were the paramilitary force that enforced uh, prohibition.
2: What?
4: Yeah. Okay, so there was this period in the 1920s or so. uh,
2: Prohibition. When alcohol -alcohol. became illegal.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alcohol was illegal federally for, you know, 10-ish years or whatever. Uh, Uh Many people listening know the actual dates, and I don't off the top of my head. Uh, 1919 was when it was banned. Uh, And Wait, so
2: were they also anti-alcohol?
4: Yes. Because, and I didn't realize this, good Protestants don't drink. It's what dirty Catholics and black people do, is drink alcohol. And these are good, upstanding, moral, American-value white people. Yes.
2: Preach, yes. So they're
4: going to go around and murder everyone who drinks.
2: That is so funny to me. Okay, this what? is... Apologies if anyone gets triggered by this. But in my head, alcohol is like a very white thing. I know it's not. I know it's not. But in my head, mm-hmm. the most white American thing you can do is like have a beer at night.
4: Yeah. You know?
2: So the fact that like this very white yeah. <laughs> organization... Was anti-alcohol is very interesting to me.
4: No, totally. I
5: think it, they're just boring as fuck and nobody wanted to hang out with them. And so they're like, let's just make all these roles. And just like, were they yeah. straight, like, straight edge Despicable were just, together. <laughs> yeah. like, straight right, edge dorks. Wow. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: It's okay to be straight edge. I'm no, not bashing that, but it's very interesting to think of them all like, kind of being on their moral high horse. Let's go be boring thing. Nazis
5: together. Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah, basically. And it's like, just,
5: Jesus Christ. Get it like a normal hobby, you fucking yeah. brothers. <laughs> Seriously? Sorry, you can't hold your liquor, you fucking <laughs> God. Thank you, Sophie. Jesus, they're like they're like those dirty people like to have a glass of wine. Like yeah, what?
2: yeah, yeah. But uh, you make a good point about how so many things can be averted by just someone having a hobby. Like, I if mean, someone had something to keep so them occupied, yeah. we would avoid so much... Like, if Hitler got into art school, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. always the argument that was made. <laughs> yeah. But that same <laughs> That thing, is always the argument that was made. That was, what was we, a hobby. <laughs> it boils down to a hobby.
4: I went to art school briefly, and we would joke about I was one of the worst people at my art school. And us bad at art people at my art school would joke that we got let in because art schools let everyone in. <laughs> Ever since nineteen 19- whenever.
2: Yeah.
4: You know? oh, that's <laughs> yeah <funny>. that's that's <laughs> like, can't risk, they can't
5: that risk
2: it. We yeah.
4: can't
5: risk it. Yeah. God. Learn how to needlepoint you fucking clown. Oh, we we exactly probably need not. a list
4: of uh I'm not again, not a big law girl, but like uh
2: <laughs> so that- why that phrase is so funny to me.
4: Because <laughs> I like imagining the people who like laws is like liking horses. That's your hobby is liking laws. Yeah, yeah.
2: I just think that is a funny... like. Yeah. So if you're not a law girl, mm-hmm. who is the law... Like, what does the law girl do? Like, she's just... She loves...
4: Solving problems with laws.
2: Okay, got yeah. it,
4: got it. <laughs> and again, I'm finding an exception here.
2: Law girls, okay, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know how I'm not condoning stealing
5: mm-hmm.
2: by any means. Eh, but I think at the end of the day you have to like sometimes I can rationalize laws being stupid and in place for dumb reasons, mm-hmm. you know? Like I don't mind taking something from a big corporation and being like fuck you. And the same applies to laws. If you just recognize that laws are stupid and made up by someone, yeah. Everything kind of falls apart. But if you really like this is against the law. I can't go, I can't jaywalk. People that are law girls don't jaywalk. Yeah, totally.
4: Yeah. And now, what I believe is that you should look both ways before you jaywalk, right? Mm.
2: Exactly. 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 think about good analogy.
4: What is the law? Why does the law exist? And then you follow the thing. If the law exists so that people don't get hit by cars and interrupt traffic or whatever, right? And obviously, sometimes we should interrupt cars. Uh, But, then you just try to not do that rather than obey the law. Yeah.
2: Like like if there's if there's a stoplight yeah. and there is not a single car there, yeah. but it says it's a red hand, the logical thing to do is just to fucking walk. But if you're a fucking law girl yeah. or like whatever it is, you're literally standing there because it's against the law. And that is so silly to me. Yeah. That is so silly.
4: Yeah. Well, the one thing I am attempting to solve carsally is that maybe we have a list of hobbies that you're not allowed to have. Everyone okay. should get hobbies, but the hobbies can't be murdering people for uh, drinking. Oh, <laughs> murdering people! <laughs> or you know, uh, I'm sure we can all think of hobbies that people shouldn't have, and yeah. maybe we shouldn't run yes. down the list.
2: Hobby Lobby. <laughs>
4: <Sorry>. <laughs> that's that's the name of our campaign to try and get this put into mm-hmm. loss that people. We did have behind from. the bastards on them. Oh
5: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oof, hobby Lobby. I just
2: remember. I Not remember it, that. Baby. I remember when that happened. For whatever reason, the word hobby got, like, destroyed for me. Because I almost thought it was, like, a, cu- a cute word. Mm-hmm. And then it yeah. just, like, they took it from us. Yeah. Not, not yeah. going back. All
4: right. Speaking of lobbies. Uh, uh, this incarnation of the clan was very politically influential. Uh, they elected 13 state governors, untold numbers of judges. It's just a fucking MAGA thing, practically. Some mm-hmm. Jewish congresspeople led an inquiry against all of this. Um, And then those against the Klan. And those Congress people found themselves replaced by Klan candidates the next election. And they did a lot more than, they did their old shit too, right? They were like this dumb group that was like running around having like big festivals and being a like, having, selling KKK pocket knives and shit. They were also murdering people, uh, all the usual people that they hated. But they fell apart the way that lots of right wing stuff falls apart. They first they split into two different organizations fighting over the same name. Uh, they then fell into disrepute because some of the leaders got caught undressed and fucking at some kind of like sex den.
2: Wow, plot twist.
4: I know, and since their whole thing is like we're the moral upstanding Christian right, Americans, right. you know. Yeah. And then one of their leaders uh, abducted, raped and murdered a white woman. And that's exactly what they claimed that people of color do. Right. Yeah. And so that, so they started to fall out of favor because people started being like, oh, these people actually suck. And all the while, like tons of groups are fighting them and they're working against them. And that ties into their downfall as people start realizing that these people suck and then everyone's fighting against them. There's like newspaper exposés on how much the whole thing is just a grift. People start realizing they're mm-hmm. getting ripped off. In 1925, they had maybe 5 million members. By 1930, they had 30,000 members. And wow. during the 30s, uh, they changed from having Catholics as their enemy number one to having communists as their enemy number one. I think they were basically like trying to ride the Red Scare, but it didn't mm-hmm. revitalize them. By 1940, they're all but gone. And in 1944, it was officially disbanded because they owed back taxes and they had to hit. Ha- <laughs> oh, yeah. The whole thing was like part of their like grift was that they just bought a ton of real estate. Right. 1944, the grift is over. That's the end of KKK number two. But the KKK is still around, the third KKK. Some people will split it between the third and the fourth. I'm not going to. This one is more informal. It's a bunch of independent groups around the country with like different names, like the loyal white knights of the Ku Klux Klan or whatever. They're back to their roots. They are focused on attacking and terrorizing black people. And they lack the numbers for the, like the 40 to 1 fights that they prefer. So they don't go start fights. They don't go try and get into street brawls they bomb black people's houses, they burn black churches, they murder black people, um, especially civil rights activists in the South. It's interesting because while well, the second KK it was KKK, whatever the fuck, was by far the largest organization, the first and the third Klan did way more in terms of their impact on U.S. politics in a that lasting way. In Birmingham, Alabama, they worked closely with police for decades. The third one probably peaked in about 1965 with 35 to 50,000 members. Since then, it's fallen, like, mostly out of favor, mostly because you have, like, spiritual successors like the Patriot Front and shit. You can still see them around being fucking evil from time to time. The Southern Poverty Law Center says that there's probably 29 separate rival clan groups around the U.S. right now arguing about who's the true heir to the KKK. But, Shireen, this wasn't meant to be the story of the KKK. This is meant to be the story of some of the many, many people who fought them. And so I'm going to set the tone for when we come back Wednesday with this quote.
2: Okay. I'm so I'm so happy because I I was really hoping the good part was coming up soon, and I did not know when I know that was coming. I know so, I kind yeah. of
4: I like I I I framed this whole episode, this whole week's episode, slightly differently than I usually do, mostly because there's so many different levels of the KKK, and I was like, I feel like yeah. it's like worth understanding it all. And oh, honestly, I didn't
2: know most of this stuff, yeah. the ghost stuff. I, I still can't get over. I know. No, I mean, that's good to know. Yeah,
4: and like, and I'm hoping because we're gonna talk. We're going to talk on Wednesday about some of the people who fought them, but I'm hoping to do more in-depth stuff on some of the more, uh, mm-hmm. the larger organized groups who fought against them in the future. And so I'm hoping to kind of like build a groundwork.
2: Yeah.
4: Um, And to set this tone, I'm going to quote from uh, P. Jelly Clark, who in his introduction to a graphic novel called The Day the Klan Came to Town by Bill Campbell. He describes black veterans returning from World War I and other African Americans created armed defense units to protect their communities from rampaging white violence. Rosa Parks recalled at the age of six seeing her own grandfather brandishing a shotgun on their porch. Quote, I stayed awake many nights keeping vigil with grandpa, she recounted. I wanted to see him kill a Ku Kluxer. He declared the first to invade our home would surely die. And and I want to frame whatever, this is my cliffhanger. I want to frame all of this because racist violence was normalized by the existence of hate groups like the KKK, but self-defense and community defense was also normalized because, and that part gets left out of a lot of the histories. So when we come back on Wednesday, I will tell you a bunch of those stories, nowhere near to all of them, because there's so many stories of people fighting them. That's what I got.
5: That was great. Thanks. Shereen, is there anything you
2: want to plug? yeah you can listen to uh, my podcast ethnically Ambiguous if you want to. You can listen to it could happen here, which is has a bunch of smart people on it, and I'm on there sometimes um and then, yeah, I don't know if, if you want to follow me, you can figure it out. I don't know Godspeed
4: if you like cool. history, you should find the episodes that Shireen does on it could happen here oh yeah okay, i mean
2: I'll, I'm getting better at them i I'm, it's a, it's a work in progress, everybody, but much uh, like
4: history,
5: oh, yeah. Uh, Margaret, is there anything you'd like to plug? Do we perhaps have a uh, live stream coming up?
4: Oh yeah, I'm going to be a guest on a Behind the Bastards live stream on December 8th, 2022. In case you're listening to this sometime in the future, in which case this won't take any that's information. Cool. I know, I'm really excited. I didn't know that. I have no idea what no, it's going to be about. News to me. <laughs> yeah, and you can get tickets on the internet probably most easily by googling. Behind the Bastards live show December 8th. That's how I would do it. There's probably an actual link that might be in the show notes. There is.
5: It's uh, momenthouse.co slash btb.
4: Yeah. What I would probably do is Google it instead of trying to remember things. But that's me. And you can ask, if you are a person in the audience of this thing, you can ask questions of me or Sophie or Robert, I guess. And that's what I have to plug. Sophie, you got anything to plug? Any good new podcasts out on Cool Zone Media?
5: Oh, yeah. yeah. you can uh, listen to Internet Hate Machine, hosted by Bridget Todd uh, and all of our other shows. Uh, you can find out more about that on coolzonemedia.com or at cool Zone Media on the media's.
4: I will say that Sochmedes. I started listening to Internet Hate Machine. and um, You did? And it doesn't sound anything like the Nine Inch Nails album, Pretty Hate Machine. yeah. <laughs> We really wanted
5: to, um,
4: you know, but be clear about that. Yeah, but instead it is actually, I know when you're like, when a bad thing happens on the internet, like Elon Musk taking over Twitter, like, I don't know, uh, Bridget Todd is good. I like the podcast. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You Thanks should listen so to it. Much. Anyway. That's the end of part one. Bye, everyone.
5: people who did cool stuff is a production of cool zone media for more podcasts on cool zone media visit our website coolzonemedia.com or check us out on the iHeartRadio radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
0: happy pride from tomboy x celebrating pride in the queer community all year queer founded queer run and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear swimwear and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin tomboy x just dropped their pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all-day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6x visit tomboyx.com
1: hey guys back at the playground again huh yep